This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into the weekend, everybody, and welcome into another smoking hot edition of the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on the great ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We do it each and every week for you. And as we get you set for this weekend, we have a ton to talk about, including exciting NBA action as the conference finals uh, are heating up. And we have a Game 7 in the NHL tonight. Who is going to be playing the Montreal Canadiens? We will find out. I've got some thoughts on that game. I've got some thoughts on the Canadians being back in the cup final for the first time since 1993. But it's a glorious time of the year. Mikey, it's great to talk to you as always. And we are at no shortage of action to discuss for the weekend, my friend. Yeah, and I just want to say I lost my bonus pick last uh, last week. But i got to say this. First of all, welcome, Carmen and everybody. It's going to be another great odds couple show. But I hit with my golf formula last week. That's right. I went with, and what I said is you take the top six, uh, you take ten, the top ten golfers on a Sunday, and you got to decide which six you're going to ride with. You put a, a C note down on each guy. Now, that means I left out guys, uh, Carm, like Morikawa. Mm-hmm. I left out Kepka. I left out Usazen because I wasn't going to get my value back because he was only plus 350. That's right. I left out a couple guys. So I'm going through the list, and I take the one Canadian kid. I knew I was done with him. He was plus 750, but he had his kids with him and his wife two hours before the match. I said, forget about that. He's got distractions. He's new. He'll get the delay of the land. But then I took some other guys, and at the last minute, I said, you know what? Rom's plus 1,100. Why not take him? And it was one of the more remarkable golf. I mean, when you stop and think, the implications of those two putts. I've never seen two clutcher Huge. putts in my life. Yeah. I've been betting for a long time. And the cash in, I, I bet more than 100, but less than 500 on this. It made my week. And it also tells you, no matter what happens, because I had the last time I had won in golf prevalently was like a month, month ago, just stay with it. I wish I had trusted Mike's formula a little bit more because I only put uh, 50 on it instead of 100. So nice! I wish I would have had the uh, cojones to just say, why don't I put 100? I'm going to follow right. Mike's lead here. But it was awesome. It doesn't some... matter, though, Carm. You it, won. It's a winner. You're right. And Did and... you do the six or did, did you do the uh, ones I put up or uh, did you do the... Uh... Uh, did you do your own? I picked. Rom. I picked three. I picked. Nice. U- yeah, I picked Usti. I picked Bryson, and I picked Rom. So it's still a winner, which is great. Um, you're right about the clutch putt. There's something about that course and like these clutch putts. I mean, with the, what Tiger did in 08 and back at Torrey Pines, it was that was a show that they put on. I really thought it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was the best tournament. It was better than the Masters, and it's hard for me to say that because I love the Masters. Yeah. It was better than the Masters. And then you have the other stuff. I mean, even the matchup golf. Okay, I did okay. I went one and one on Sunday. But I had DeChambeau against Rory, and we were coasting along. Yeah. After 12. And yeah. then this guy goes 10 cup. Yeah, I like that. That 10, he lost his mind. That ten, eleven, twelve, like set him back all week, and then he just went crazy after that. You're right. I, like, you know, but I was so happy. I mean, I'm happy everything turned out the way it did. I hope everybody. I got to, and and you know what? I mean, you just stop and think about about the odds. Of, even if you pick six guys out of ten, yeah. But you got to get your value back. That's you, right. That's why I didn't take Usti. Probably smart thinking. And I'll tell you, on a side note, as Mike joked about uh, Bryson going all tin cup. Oh, my he, God. Mike, he's still, like, 
the best hope for golf going forward? There, because there's just something sort of captivating about him because he can be great. He can go tin cup at any moment. He doesn't give a damn. It's like golf needs him to sort of always be around on the weekend because there, I think there is something weirdly captivating about the guy. Golf, listen, golf is going to benefit. Golf doesn't get involved in politics now. Golf uh, has forgotten about COVID. Golf has brought the fans back correctly. Golf, the uh, uh, ratings went up uh, best in five years. And when you think everybody was, I don't know when the U.S. Open was last year, but, you know, everybody was home. Yeah. But this yeah. was a captivating, it was the best leaderboard, folks. I uh, One of the top three leaderboards, I've been watching golf since Palmer in yeah. the 60s. Best lead, one of the top three leaderboards I've ever seen going into it. It was pretty incredible. I mean, oh my that, god! Bat, like those last two and a half, three hours, it was like look at the names. And how the about the guys that were crapping the bed when Rom yeah. stepped up? I know. Yeah, it was a lot of guys crumbled. It was a lot of fun last weekend. And what's um, Jose doing? He did this in another tournament. You can't trust the guy. You're hitting the ball in the valley or in the creek, wherever. What are you doing? Stay right. Wait, who? Who? Who'd you say? Usti. Oh, Usti. I don't know. Yeah, it's like. You can't make a mistake like that. I know that's a good point, and he's a he's an, a, an accomplished, experienced guy. You know, yep. that's I'll tell you how hard that sport is. I'll Absolutely, it, it gets even the best of them sometimes. The pressure. Um, I we'd be remiss if we went any further without mentioning what the Cubs did last night. I don't uh, know if a lot of people were able to stay up with it, it being a a late West Coast game, but the Cubs threw a combined no hitter. That is the seventh already in baseball this season. We haven't seen one in a while, believe it or not, but it's already seven, which uh, now is the most ever before July one. And it's tied yeah. for the most in a season since 1900. It's kind of remarkable, but oh, congratulations yeah. to all you analytics folks out there and all you hitting coaches. You've <laughs> just ruined a bunch of great, great players. Once you get to a certain level, for some reason, you go launch Lego. I remember when the, I remember when the low pitch was the way to get a guy out, the fastball. Now it's the high now pitch the because high pitch, they're swinging yeah. up. Yeah. And I, I told everybody this, and yeah, baseball's checking mitts and gloves and oh. everything else, but also check out the hitters. Check out them swinging for homers. I mean, the Dodgers, how much money does that lineup make? A lot. Unbelievable. And Zach Davies, who went off at 225. That's right. Congrats to anybody who took the Cubs last night. Great win by the Cubs. Gives them some mojo. And the Dodgers, I guess the only way they can win, maybe, we'll find out if they could come back at the end of the year and, and get the playoffs and do the things they got to do. I think they will. But, I mean, you know, maybe the 80, maybe the 60 or 80-game schedule was their thing. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm loving my uh, under 103.5 Dodger win bet, though. That ticket looks good for me. How about the uh, over 79 for the Cubs? Oh, and I, you know what? It's funny you say that because I was looking at it last night. I was looking just last night, Mike, right. getting ready for the show. How about, great minds think alike, yes, you know that. I'm looking at the totals, and I'm thinking, all right, you know, the Sox win total was about 90 and a half. They're trending for an over. feel pretty good about that. Cubs. I remember we talked about the Cubs. And Absolutely. Like, the Cubs total was 79. Yeah, and David Ross has done a great job. The Cubs don't show a lot of panic. They have experience. Bryant has been a revelation in the field more to me than at the plate. Uh, that the fact that he could play five different positions and do that as well as anybody, you'd have to put him up there as one of the top 10, 15 players of all time that can that plays the field. Yeah, I mean, he plays anywhere. He I plays mean, anywhere, yeah. outfield, infield. I've never seen anything like, I mean, Robin Young. Went Robin Young. <laughs> he went from shortstop to center, but he didn't move around. Play left, play right, play first, play play third. I mean, incredible. it's really a tremendous achievement, and 
He's a valuable man to have, and I think that's why if you had to pick between him and Riz, and I like them both, you'd have to take Bryant because of his defensive prowess and his capability to play in more than one position. Yeah, he's very versatile. The Cubs have made a habit of these uh, no-nos in recent years out at L.A. It's kind of incredible, and yep. Arietta threw one a few years ago. He actually goes tonight against Gonsolin. I mean, the Cubs are a huge dog again tonight. The Dodgers are minus 170 or about minus 180 as a favorite mm-hmm. tonight, and Maybe they bounce back. Well, but, Walker uh, Bueller was hot going yeah. in. I mean, as good as anybody, but his rotation, <clears throat> his rotation, <clears throat> his spin rate is down big time. A lot of people think the Dodgers are going to be hurt by this as much well, as maybe anybody. Maybe you take maybe because you take, of Bueller and, mm-hmm. and and Bauer. You're right. Yep. Uh, that's what I do know. That yeah. the spin rate was down on Walker Bueller yep. big time last night. Yeah. I'll tell you, we don't have too much data here yet, and they just started enforcing the rule this week. But I went back to the start of last week, so this would be from uh-huh. June 14th through Wednesday night's games. I'll, I'll give you the, the Look the, at the you splits. with the research. Yeah. You're a professor. You have the white smock on. We, You're walking around the lab. We have a very small sample here, but there's not, like, too much of a disparity yet. I'll give it to you guys here. Okay. So from the start of the season through June 13th, here was uh, the league average splits. 238 batting average, 313 on base, 398 slug, and a strikeout percentage of 24.1%. From June 14th through Wednesday night, here are the numbers. League batting average, 242, so it is up a little. Yeah. On base percentage, 315. Up a little, and slugging percentage, 410. That's the biggest jump we see. So it is up. With a slight dip in strikeout percentage. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of negligible, I guess, and it's pretty small sample, but... We are seeing an increase in some of the, you know, balls in play and the averages, and I think we will see a little bit of a rise in runs per game probably. In yeah, and I, I, I want to tell everybody this. I mean, without the spin rate, look, there's there's middle-of-the-road to bad pitching more than there's great pitching and good pitching in the major leagues. All you have to do is watch the Orioles with Matt Harvey taking the mound and other guys yeah. and Arizona and all these other teams that can't win a game, for God's sake. Uh, but, you know, I just think that the hitters, it's going to get warmer out. It's been warmer out. I think that helped a little bit. Maybe some of these hitters have made adjustments. I actually saw a guy hit away from the shift the other night and plan on doing it. Beautiful. He went the other way. I mean, yeah. it's shocking to me, but that's what the hitters got to do. I don't think there should be a shift in baseball. I never did, but I think that if there's going to be a shift, it's up to the hitters to make the adjustments if they can, and that's where you have the discrepancy. How many hits have been taken away from shifts in Major League Baseball? That's why baseball, if they took away the shift, and I'm a big believer in this, I think if they took away the shift, all the numbers would go up. I think you're right. I think that's been more, uh, even the the pitching's great and everything like that, but I think that's more of a You see a rocket up the middle of the, up the middle? You see a rocket up the middle. Every when I was a kid, every ball up the middle was a base hit. Sure. Now there's a guy standing there. Now they shade that way. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You got to go back. It's like, it's like I mean, letting a defensive end take a foot over the line before he yeah. before the snap. You've you've adjusted, but you've hurt the game. And the game, I don't think, was invented. I don't think the inventor of the game said. Well, this is the way it's going to be always. I think he said that. I don't think he ever planned on hearing about the shift yeah. nonsense. All right, Mike, when we come back, uh, we got Luke Pergandy, our guy. Whoa, and I'm going to tell now. you what. I'm going to lead off, and I'm going to tell you okay. guys uh, about a ticket I bought uh, about a week ago. That got is, the chills. It is tailor-made for Prop Swap. And I mean 
tailor-made, Mike. You're going to love this. We also got to talk about Game 7 tonight and then what's happening in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. So we got a ton to do. We'll give you some best plays before we're out of here. Luke Pergandy is going to join us coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on The Odds. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. We are presented, as always, by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Hit us up on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco, and we are joined right now by one of our favorites. He's a Chicago guy and one of the founding members of the site that we love so much and we talk about all the time, where America buys and sells its sports wagers. It is PropSwap.com. He is at Luke Pergandy on Twitter. What's up, Luke? Oh, What's up, John? Johnny, What's up, Mike? Johnny Rahm, I love him. We, we are John Rahm, baby. Oh, my. Oh. We were talking about John Rahm earlier and how oh. great that was, and we know PropSwap is so great for the golf. Yep. Uh, we got a game seven tonight. We've got uh, one half of the final set in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I just got to say that I have a ticket, I think, that is tailor-made for prop swap. And about a week ago, Luke, I was looking and I saw Carey Price was still 9-1 to one for the Conn Smythe. And I thought, man, if they can somehow get in and win this thing, uh, it, there's nobody else that's going to win the Conn Smythe other than Carey Price. So I actually bought the ticket a day later when it was eight to one. He is now the favorite at plus one fifty. So, oh wow! <laughs> I mean, it's probably time to put it up on Prop Swap, right? It probably is. Yeah, uh, you don't want to play the Lightning, so you have a decision to make. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, it is time. Yeah, I would say that too, Carm. I mean, uh, you know me. Uh, you try make the money like, when you can, right? Well, then you can bet it again. Of course, that's want. what Luke that's always what says. We always talk about. Yes. Uh, it's you're not you're not unloading the ticket, and all hope is lost for my for Montreal. No, you can still bet on price after you get the money from the sale on the ticket of prop swap. But I got to tell you, I want to ask you about the U.S. Open. I think it's one of the top three leaderboards I've ever seen going into a final Sunday, Luke. How? Great was it for you guys? How much action was going on? Uh, I, 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 I gotta believe people sold ROM tickets early. What was what was it like? Yeah, people definitely sold ROM tickets on Thursday and Friday. Uh, he's such a good golfer. Like his odds were, they were not long to start the tournament. Right. He was he was probably twelve to one. Um, you know, before Tory Pines began. So. Um, you know, Matthew Wolf tickets were selling on uh, Friday. Uh, Hughes, you know, we, we saw a Hughes ticket at 300 to 1 odds. Wow. That got flipped on Saturday. Congrats to that guy. Um, yeah, it was a great leaderboard. Obviously, beautiful course in California. Um, and we're seems like we're already moving on to the British Open. So, know, yeah, right? golf yeah. tournaments just move quick. Yeah, come fast and furious. All right, so game seven tonight, the winner will play the Canadians. I mean, if the Islanders can pull this off on the road, and Nikita Kucherov is probably not going to play for Tampa, and that, that's very significant. Uh, that's going to be a, a final that nobody could have predicted. But I mean, when you talk about the futures markets and the guys that maybe were on these Canadians or Islanders tickets, those are hot commodities right now, Luke. Of course. Yeah, I mean, we talked three weeks ago when the Canadians were down 3-1. to one, This prop buyer grabbed a $45 ticket 
at 220 to 1 odds on the Canadians. <laughs> that would pay 10 grand if they could pull this off. And he could sell it right now. It's worth about 5000 depending on who they play. But turn 45 bucks into $4,500 guaranteed. I mean, it's Boy, an incredible deal. Is he going to do it, Luke? Do you know? Is he going to sell it? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to wait for the outcome okay. of this game tonight. Um, but, you know, these hockey series could go back and forth. So, um, you know, if I were him, have the Canadians maybe steal one. If they play the Lightning, that's, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to play that hockey team. Um, they are just – they have so much firepower. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I if it goes back and forth, I imagine he'll be listing it during the Stanley Cup. All right, and how about uh, basketball? I mean, you know, again, here we go. Uh, let, like the underdog, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, like nobody would have figured it. They were 20-1 to 1 probably 10 days ago to win the NBA Finals, and now the Atlanta Hawks are 7-1, to 1, and they're about plus 175 to win this series against Milwaukee with Game 2 coming up tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, the Hawks are another one of those teams that uh, you could, you know, if you have one of those tickets, I mean, you're sitting on something that is pretty valuable right now because there's got to be some interest generated out there on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. No, they were uh, they were 175 to one odd to win the East. <laughs> they were uh, 300 to one to win the NBA Finals. This team, Trey Young had 48 on Wednesday night, I mean, this guy is playing out of his mind. They let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have a legitimate chance to win this thing. I mean, it is. It's who would have thought that this? I can't. You know what? Clint Capella is also on the team, and that you know Herder guy. I mean, yeah, he's playing with scrubs. I mean, and, I mean, I see the guy back every center. Lopez, yeah. the freak. They back off Trey Young. He stops mid. He stops in the middle of the lane and just shoots those floaters. He killed him with that. You can't back down on a guy like that. They're so afraid of his speed and his quickness Unreal. and him turning the corner that they just yeah, and like he, that got Lopez out of the game pretty yep. quick. The other, they've got to adjust that for tonight, I would think. But hey, like Luke said, I mean, they could be live right now. Like the Bucks are far from a perfect team, Luke. They just you know, and, yeah. and Atlanta could be live. Yeah, they, that's, um, what they did to Philly in Philly Unreal. on that Game 7 on yep. Sunday night, I mean, they embarrassed them. That's yeah. a good point. Like, the, the number one seed mm-hmm. in the East, they just embarrassed, uh, who was a pretty good defensive team, and, um, you know, they play well at home. I mean, what Trey Young is doing right now, I mean, this is, like, unprecedented stuff. He's scoring more points than MJ did. I know. It's in wild. the playoffs. I mean, it is He's playing out of his mind. He's 22. It's crazy. Luke, uh, we appreciate the time. As always, everybody check out all the tickets for sale. NHL, NBA, everything that's up there. Golf for the weekend, of course. Uh, Propswap.com. That's the place to go. Have a good weekend, Luke. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Con. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend, boys. See you, buddy. There's our guy, Luke Pergandy. At Luke Pergandy on Twitter. All right, so let's talk about game two tonight, Mike. That's the NBA game tonight. It's Hawks and Bucks. Uh, a line that's uh, eerily similar to game one, where the Bucks are about a 7.5-point favorite. 226 is the total. You know, Milwaukee as a home favorite has not been uh, a moneymaker. They're just 4-5 and five against the spread as a favorite so far this postseason. They've lost three times straight up. They're just a game above 500 as a home favorite this year. Now, their straight-up home record is pretty impressive, and they had won 13 in a row uh, before losing in game one. But 
I don't know that I trust the Bucks laying that many points right now. I think they'll bounce back tonight, but I don't like seven and a half, eight points to lay. If anything, I might look at them to cover the first half total. But it's I just don't trust Milwaukee enough right now. Yeah, I like I like your angle on the first half if you're going to do something because yeah. I don't trust them either. Uh, Atlanta could have a stinker tonight. They've already accomplished what they wanted to do. Uh, right. Unless unless you see that they uh, want to accomplish uh, that chip on their shoulder and the naysayers uh, who had them at such high odds. I mean, they got a great, great team. Herder's been unbelievable. You heard Luke say that. I don't trust them. This is a stay-away game for me. Uh, you know, earlier today I gave out uh, a baseball game, uh, and I also gave out Taylor Cooch as it. a guy that I'm going to have for golf. I bought him like I bought DeChambeau plus 1,700 last Friday on the odds couple. Well, uh, Cooch is like one is is plus 1,400. So I'll buy five more on Sunday. Yeah. But see, the point I'm trying to make is there's better bets out there than the NBA right now. You can't predict them with rhyme nor reason uh, right now. Now, last night I had a winner, but I had a loser with Milwaukee. Mm. against Atlanta, minus eight the other night. And they looked like they were going through the motions. I mean, I'm going, and can you count on Middleton every game? No. No. I mean, after the Greek freak, I mean, we talk about Atlanta's guys after, uh, you know, the main man, but how about Milwaukee's guys? Well, and They're They're not all that. And their bench, I mean, they cannot score. No. They can't, other than Middleton and Giannis. And, you know, even Holiday, who played better the other night, but, like, Holiday's been disappointing offensively yeah they just their numbers have fallen off a cliff look and I, you'd always expect points per 100 possession numbers like efficiency numbers to drop a little bit i get it the playoffs are different defense is a little bit tougher maybe but uh the bucks were fifth in the nba in the regular season in points per 100 possessions at 117.2 when i say it's falling off a cliff i mean they're down to 109.2 like yeah. that's a substantial drop off and they just they they don't look right to me Offensively, Giannis, I thought he looked exhausted in Game Seven of the previous mm-hmm. series, and I, I don't, I can't won. say I blame him, but they won. I thought he looked exhausted. I mean, they still might be tired. See, and it's all about deception. Chris Paul comes back last night, for instance, and everybody in America is so excited. What has he ever done at the end? I've preached this, and I've talked this on the odds couple for two years with Carm. He's a regular season hero. I'm not taking anything away from his year, but if you think he's the straw that stirs the drink, he's not. It's Devin Booker. And, 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 and he proved it by winning two games without Chris Paul. Now Chris Paul comes back and they lose. It's, I'm not blaming Chris Paul. It was a stinker, right? Yeah, it was. That's a, that's a perfect lead. And let's talk more about that game tomorrow. Let's talk about last night and then game uh, four, mm-hmm. which is coming up tomorrow when we come back. I want to spend a little bit more time okay. on Suns Clippers with Mike and these NBA playoffs. We got some other baseball to talk about. White Sox are back home tonight. Hopefully the rain uh, subsides for the first time in a while here. It looks like we're going to have a, a pretty wet weekend, so we need the rain, but uh, we'll see if the Sox can get the game in against the M's tonight. We'll talk about that one. Still a lot to do. We'll give you our best plays. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We're rolling along on the 
Odds Couple presented by PropSwap here in the ESPN Chicago app. On court, we play every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. Now in HD, glorious HD oh, yeah. FM. How about it, Mike? 100.3 HD 2. I got it. I got it everywhere now. Out here, you know where I live now. Yes. I, you know, I saw, I see mountain men out here. Of That's course. where I'm at, you know. I thought I had to put up a new, thank God, great job. It is the best. Uh, going into the break, we were talking about the Suns-Clippers game from last night. Now, game four of that series is going to be tomorrow. Uh, Mike was making the point about Paul coming back and looking a little bit sluggish. And, look, uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined to shoot 10 of 40 last night. 10 yeah, and of I'm 40. Not blaming, you know, like, I'm not blaming Chris Paul, but what you do is you take the ball out of Booker's hands. And if I'm playing, if I'm playing against that team right now, I'd rather have Chris Paul hurt me than Devin Booker, and they can both hurt you. But Devin Booker's one of those guys that can go off on the streak and put up 30 and a half. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's the deal. He's the he's the straw that stirs the drink, as you saw, like I said earlier, with, with them winning the first two games. But I think during the break, folks, you know, what do you guys do? And I basically tell the truth, nothing. But Carmen and I did comment on the fact that we might still think the Clippers may win this thing. Yeah. I think this is going seven. I think it's kind of, and the Clippers are amazing to me. I they mean, they are. Like, it's it's so hard to win a series when you're down 0-2 anyway. Like historically, without one of your stars, without one of your stars. Like, historically in the NBA, you got about a seven, a little less than a seven percent chance if you go down 0-2. They've done it in each of the first two series. Like, part of me thinks, okay, it's so improbable that they could do it three straight times. But there's something. And this is weird to say, there's something like, there's a strange resilience around the Clippers. And a month ago, you would have said, what do you mean resilience? They're as talented as anybody. Yeah, but Kawhi's out right now. And Kawhi is as good of a playoff, you know, like two-way player as we've seen in the last 20 years. But Paul George has been... And he's been great. You're right, Mike. He has been. Yeah, I've been the guy criticizing uh, uh, Paul George forever, like a lot of other people. But you know what? I'm a rare breed. I'll admit when the guy that I've been criticizing is coming and, and shutting... People up. Now, yeah. I have not criticized uh, Paul George ever on this show. I don't think I've said, "Hey, you know, he's not a uh, he's a regular season hero," which he has turned out to be. Not this series. He's been not great. this series. He's he's picked it up. He's got some maturity to him. Uh, he's in a good, probably a great system for him, and and he's proven he can be the man. I mean, he missed those two free throws uh, at, at the end of game two, but I- I'm with you. Like. He's but been not, great. How about last night? He's been great. He he he. I mean, like he did everything they needed him to do last night. He he carries a heavier burden now without Kawhi there um, because of some of the defensive assignments that he's going to draw. I, I, I'm with you. I think I think Tyler, who's producing with us today, Tyler Aki, one of our guys. I think he kind of concurs. I mean, like we all feel like th- this thing ain't over. I don't no. think it is. And and you could get right now. You can get the clips in seven if you like it. Now they'd have to win on the road in Game Seven. You can get the clips at seven at plus five fifty. The Suns to win in seven. You'll you'll triple your money. That's plus three hundred. That's right a now, possibility. I think it's going to be a long series. I think it's going to be a good one too. Put and man, couch change on those. Yeah, two. I think you know. And and the Clippers at home, even for tomorrow, they're right now. The line might move. You know, Mike and I are doing this. It's Friday. The the line could move. It's Clippers getting a point right now. They've been an underdog in five consecutive games. Tomorrow, if they are a dog, it'll be the sixth well, consecutive. Well, Booker, are Booker and Paul going to go 10 for 40? They, they, probably That's not. That's the question that you got to ask yourself. Right. Uh, is Paul George going to have the type of game that he just had? Can he still handle the weight? There is. Hey, look, 
I don't care. You win a couple races, that doesn't mean you're, you know, secretariat. You gotta, you gotta prove to everybody from past performance that yeah, you could do it again and again and again. Yeah. Here are your updated title odds: Bucks plus one forty, Suns plus one forty, the Clippers are plus six fifty. I hope the Bucks win. You hope the Bucks win, huh? Yeah, the local closer. So what? Seventy two? Is that right, Mike? That's the yeah. Last time, I mean, right? I, I yeah. I, unfortunately, I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, have. basically, I mean, I remember Bobby Dandridge, uh, yeah. uh, Lou Elcindor at the time. Uh, I mean, uh, just a good ball club, uh, really nice structure. Larry Costello was the head coach, yeah. you know. And uh, I, 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 it's so long ago that I have trouble. Uh, John McLaughlin, I think, was another guy. I have trouble remembering him. I mean, oh, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Was Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar he, Robertson was on that team. That's how he got his title. You're going on. I mean, it's 50 years ago. I'm trying to remember yeah, them all. A, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying, man. Yeah. I mean, they played at the Bradley Center, I think it was called. And, yes, uh, that was the, the old Bradley Center. The old yeah. Bradley Center. And, 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 and I got a story real quick. Do we have time? Yeah. Lou Lowell Cinder got his name changed. People don't know this. In Chicago. Um, I don't think I knew Ed that Doliak and Ed Kelly. An old friend of mine who's still around, Eddie Kelly, former president of the uh, Chicago Park District, were the ones uh, that uh, uh, Jabbar took a train. Hmm. Elcinder took a train to Chicago. From Milwaukee down to Chicago? From Milwaukee to Chicago. Met with Ed Kelly, who was really a great man. And uh, that's how that thing got started. Hmm. No kidding. Yeah. I know that, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time for the Bucks. Their fans are dying for this. We'll see. Hawks are still the long shot. At seven uh, to one, and uh, yeah, it should be another fun week. Oh, and as a sidebar, Ed Kelly at that time, the reason why Ed Kelly, he was part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. There you go. There Speaking you go. of the Park District, what do you think if uh, the Bears end up moving to Arlington? I'm in favor of it. Do you believe I used to clean that place? Arlington? Did you really? No. Oh, oh. The uh, Soldier Field. Oh, Soldier? We They'd send crews from all the districts really? on Monday when the Bears play started played during the seventies and eighties, we'd we'd be it, we'd be the ones to shovel the snow. We'd be the ones to clean the trash the next day. I mean, I with the blue section, I was big on the blue section. The blue section. Yeah, we used That's to push great. the trash down all day long. It was an all day long job. Get the hell out of there! It's the worst stadium in the it, NFL. It's the worst. Uh, it's, it's the uh, least populated. I mean, a bear doesn't hold sixty five thousand for God's sake. It's the hardest place to get to. It's an eyesore for the city, I'm, among many, right now. So, I mean, to me, get the hell out of there. Get a retractable dome in Arlington. Do it right. The McCaskey should pay for it all. Mm -hmm. And then you can have not concerts for now. Four times a, or four months out of the year. If you have a retractable dome or a dome, you can do it all year long. I couldn't have summed it up any better, uh, and I don't need to add anything. I'm with Mike 100%. Yeah, so come on. It makes too much sense. And, and it will attract maybe some free agents that don't look. What did, what, what, what did we hear about Tom Brady? Tom Brady considered the Bears, okay? That's the rumor I hear. But there was one thing stopping him. Guess what it was, everybody? The weather. Those days are done. Mm, yeah, God. You don't see you don't see him shoot off the Apollo rocket anymore. They they've upgraded at Cape Canaveral. It's funny, the, like the same thing goes for football stadiums. Brady plays, you know, like his whole college and pro career in you know Michigan and in, in Foxborough, and but he's forty four and he's a marvel. But he's still like forty four, and he goes, man, I could go to Tampa or. 
could play in the same kind of weather in Chicago. I think I'm going to Tampa. You know how much great you know how great it is for Tom Brady right now. Uh, me and my wife are walking our dog Lotto the other night. We just I had a steak. I ate good. <laughs> driving a nice car. We've had I've had a fabulous career. Me and B have done everything. Flown everywhere. Had the time of my life. I go, B. Does anybody have it better than us? And she goes, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Right, right, right off the bat. Like I've had right it on, up. On cue, that's phenomenal. I, I, on cue, and I, so I said, yeah, Giselle, too, and I kept, we kept walking. That is phenomenal. I love it. He's the best. <laughs> She's right, too. It's like, yeah. Absolutely. It's pretty damn good. Uh, Mariners, White Sox. White Sox finally snapped the losing streak, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I, thank you, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know. I, it, look, I think, I think the injuries really have taken a toll I have, on have, this Like team. I predicted, I mean, like you predicted yeah. on this show two weeks ago. We've been getting away with murder, folks. We, we, and we've been playing. Hey, we got Pittsburgh. We got the Baltimore and the Detroit's coming up. Yeah. But we can't compete right now with the guys that are out. We can't. I, I think it's hard. You're right. I think being back home is going to be good. Hopefully. The crowd should be great this weekend. Look, the Mariners are a sneaky good team. I think I think it might surprise Absolutely. people to find out that they're three games above 500. They won eight out of ten. But uh, the Sox, after actually losing their last two starts against left-handed pitching, face another one tonight. We know they feast on lefties. Seattle doesn't hit lefties as well, and Rodon is going you got to lay a steep price if you like the Sox on the money line tonight. If anything, maybe on the run line where they're even money. I'm but I think away. I am staying away too, but I think the White Sox, if they get this game in tonight, will bounce back. The and wind do quite was well. big in Pittsburgh. They lose. Yeah. You lose a whole road trip. You're flying back home. Yeah, it sucks, right? It, it, that's got to be horrible. Yeah. You know, I can't, uh, you know, that, that, that win helped. But I think they know. I think Larusa knows. We got to tread water. We've lost a couple games off our lead. Yeah. But I'm a shut it now, and I sit at home and I watch them. And uh, and I'll tell you, I mean, if you're asking me where my confidence level is right now, ask me in about a month. I'd, I'd like to get some players back. Sure, I'm totally with you. I, I agree. mean, Matt like, hurts. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Angle's Eaton, back. Angle's, Angle's back, back on the DL. I know. Like their whole starting. You know, as Lynn Casper was making this point in the broadcast, their whole starting outfield. Yep. You know, their, their entire projected starting outfield has essentially been out for the entire season. And people want, look, you got to be fair. You can't expect a general manager, Han, to, to, to perform miracles. He thought he had a set team. Yeah. Injuries have just hurt him. But you know what? What, what saves us is the division we're in. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, folks. I mean, the Cleveland Indians, uh, I took them today. On the Carbon Yurkle show, along with Taylor Gooch, uh, like I said, but I took the Indians today, uh, and it's a seven ten game. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking the Twins are going to win it at the minus one thirty. If you didn't listen to the best uh, midday show in the business, uh, then you're missing the, you miss a lot. But I'm telling you right now, I think the Twins got to make a move right now. I think they think Cleveland's. Uh, vulnerable, but the Twins have been very disappointing also. They have, after getting hot a little bit. I think yep. they've lost two in a row. Alright, when we come back, we got our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! And then we'll give you our best plays and we got a few notes uh, for you on Game 7 in Tampa tonight between the Islanders and the Lightning. Don't go anywhere. Mike and I are coming right back inside the Odds. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North with you, and it is the time of the show where we talk to our horse racing expert. He is truly one of the best in the business, and man, he's been giving out winners uh, for months and months with us. 
We got racing under the lights at Hawthorne this weekend. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, Chicago's hometown track, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! What's up, Jimmy? <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you doing this weekend? Great. We're, we're doing great. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about the weather for the weekend back here in Chicago? Uh, I know you're doing some scouting on the road, but we got weather issues. We're going to be able to get uh, the racing in, and at what point... Does the weather get too severe where you guys can't race? I mean, does that have to? Does that take some really extreme weather for you guys not to be able to race? You know what? Extreme weather uh, does does become a factor, Carmen. It was funny because we had those terrible storms last Sunday, and we sat there and watched it on the radar, kind of rolling in. So what we did was picked up the pace at Hawthorne, raced the races a little bit more quickly, just to make sure we got done before the storms came in. Because really the only thing you want to avoid is exposure on the racetrack when there's lightning. So everything else for the rain and that, the racetrack can handle that just fine. The horses handle that just fine. But it's really just that lightning, that, that really scary situation that you want to avoid. But otherwise, we really have no issues. So rain, shine, snow, it doesn't matter. We'll be racing under the lights. All right, Jimmy. Now, I've been, I've been in the business like I was this, this coming year 30 years. So I wanted to just tell you this uh, before I go on to my question. I only have one question. But I throw away around compliments like sewer covers usually. But I've been following racetrack people since the 60s, from Phil George uh, you know, to – to uh, the people that they have now, I mean, the top people in the business, uh, from Howard Sudbury, who worked for Arlington, uh, to, to, to just a ton of people. You are the best a guy I've heard represent racing in, in Illinois for 30, in the last 30 years. I wanted to get that out there, okay, number one. But number two, you're a guy that has to attract people. You went on a recruiting trip, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Did any horses commit? Did any horses commit? Did some horses want to stay where they're at? Tell me the conversations you had. They, they did commit. Here's the thing is the conversations we're having at Hawthorne are saying, hey, we're a year away from a casino, and with the casino comes about three to four times the purse money that we can offer. And horsemen are, are, are some of the hardest working people in the world. It's mm -hmm. 365 days a year that you have to take care of these thoroughbreds. And they want to be rewarded for that. They want to have that opportunity to make a good living. So that's what I was doing. So I, I head out to racetracks as part of my jobs as horsemen's relations. And I think it's kind of a lost art. So many people just want to get on the phone or send an email on that nowadays. I like to do it face-to-face. -face. So if it means I have to drive a little bit on our dark days from racing to go see somebody and talk to them face-to-face, -face, I'm going to do it. Nice. And you find out, like, it really does pay off in the end. And, and it pays off rather handsomely, too. Where do you have to go? Kentucky to do most of that, Jimmy? So I, I just left Indiana Grand Racetrack down in Shelbyville, Indiana. They're a meet that kind of ends leading into our fall thoroughbred season. So you're trying to draw those horses to Hawthorne instead of maybe heading south a little early for the winter. Mm -hmm. But I'll go up to Minnesota. I'll go to Iowa. I'll go to Kentucky. And I'll travel wherever I need to if it means it can draw some horses into the Midwest. That's great to hear. All right, Jimmy, let's get uh, the plays for this weekend. What are we betting on? All right, we're at Churchill Downs for all three. It's closing day at Churchill Downs today, so we're going to start with race number nine, bet the one, vodka and water across the board. Mm. This is a horse that's six to one, really good connections going three-quarters of a mile. Race 10, bet the seven, ride a comet across the board. It's a winner of eight of 16 on its career. And then race 11, bet the five, silver dust across the board. It's a horse that likes to track in the distance. Are these for today or for Saturday, Jimmy? 
Or these are for Saturday. Saturday. I'm sorry. Got Saturday it. Okay. at Churchill Downs. So Saturday, cl- yep. cl- closing weekend at Churchill. So three races for tomorrow. The ninth race, the one horse across the board. The tenth race, the seven horse across the board. And the eleventh race, the five horse across the board, right? Yeah, all good values, all five to one or higher. Perfect. Uh, drive safe. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday, Jimmy. You got it, boys. Take care. Hey, buddy. Jimmy! There's Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Mike, yeah, I right. meant he's, what I he's said. He's the best. Too. I mean, he's like he's he's polished. He's knowledgeable. He's great. I've talked to him all. Uh, you know, Feldman, George F., great horse people in the past. Uh, Dick Duchessois. I mean, you know, the Johnstons. This guy in an era when horse racing, let's face it, folks, isn't as big as it used to be, is about as good a promoter as they could be. And I, that's what he is. He's a promoter, and but he does a lot of other things. But PR is his main thing, and nobody does it better than Jim. Yeah, he's great. Period. All right, there is nothing better than a Game 7 uh, in an NHL playoff series. I mean, especially for one that is going to send, uh, you mm-hmm. know, complete the other half of the bracket for the Stanley sure. Cup final. My son's got a baseball tournament this weekend. I'm hoping the weather cooperates and we're done on time because I so badly want to be at home on the couch watching this game seven tonight. Well, I'm sure that your son uh, uh, is listening right now and he's very touched by your love, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, listen, I just want the game to be on time. That's I all, understand. Mark. I Believe me. Be I, you know what? I, I, I don't ha- I've never had kids. I have a puppy and I'm losing my mind. So you know what I'm saying? I know exactly where you're coming we, from. We have the 545 game, so I'm just hoping like it starts on time and ends on time, you know, so that I can get home and there watch you the go. game. We will see uh, the Lightning are minus 160 on the money line, plus 165 minus the goal and a half. Um, I've got a little play on the total here. We'll talk about it in a well, second. Well, do you really like the Lightning? Because it sounds like Luke already has their tickets. He, uh, he, he loves them. Oh, my um, God. I mean, I, 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 I've watched them this year. They're very impressive. But that's it, right? Uh, it, it's sort of like a fait accompli with them. And, and I don't know that that's ever the case in a game seven. No. And, and it's just, Did it's, we not see Montreal? Right. I mean, just uh, just do something. Here's the big key for me, uh, Nikita Kucherov, who Nikita is Nikita Khrushchev. What? Nikita Khrushchev. Yes. Oh, Nikita Kucherov. Khrushchev. Kucherov okay. is the leading uh, points producer in the playoffs so far this season. He has five goals, twenty-two yeah. assists. His twenty-seven points lead the playoffs. A lot of people think the Lightning pulled uh, some some dirty pool tactics or antics during the regular season when they put him on long-term IR, and then suddenly, boom, he was ready for game one of the postseason. Yeah, they but think the NBA does that all the time. Yeah, but in the NHL, they get financial relief. And so people think they really pulled the fast one and skirted the rules. The NHL's a rough sport, too. I understand. You're try- So you're saying they protected him. Yeah, exactly. They, okay. they think they pulled the fast one where they, they stashed him there knowing that, like, in a little bit of a truncated season – they could get by and do well enough in the post in the regular season to get you know so into the playoffs. Upset. Yes, and they and now and now he's hurt, and yeah. I, like I th- you know some people think it's karma kind of coming back around. It's a significant loss. Not only is he the leading point getter this year, he was the leading point getter last year in the playoffs. He's got sixty one points in his last forty two playoff games. I think I think it's a significant loss. If I had to pick a winner, I would still pick Tampa, but it leads me into one of my best plays. The total is five, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a small total. Nice. I like the segue. The under is actually plus 115, believe it or not. The over is minus 125. But what do we see historically in game sevens? We see the whistles, you know, sort of the refs blow them less. You know, mm-hmm. you, see, mm-hmm. you see power play opportunities go sure. down. I think these games are normally tight. I think they're, they're cleaner too. They're clean, exactly. Like I think 
Unders are a good play always in Game 7. They're heart-rendering. I like the under tonight. Okay, so you're going to have a heart attack city. Uh, without a doubt, Mike. And the, the thing that scares you is always an empty netter. You know, it's it's three to two. Three to I'm two, sorry, it's, it's 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 uh, it's it's uh, three to one, and then uh, an empty net goal happens, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, those are some tough. The, 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 uh, I had an empty netter with three seconds left this year, and I just asked me if there were some railroad tracks nearby. Yeah. to be honest with you, and I, like, I it, those hurt, but I like the pick. Uh, I had, uh, as you know, as I just said earlier uh, today. Uh, with, with the Carmen Yurko show, Minnesota minus the 130. I also put on Taylor Cooch to win the tournament at plus 1,400. I'll have five more golf picks. I'll put them out on uh, Twitter on Friday, I mean on Sunday. Nice. Because I like to fill the, the five on Sunday. But uh, tonight, uh, John Lester. Uh, I don't know if the game started already. No, we got podcast. Yeah, right? we're podcasting. Uh, yeah, I yeah. keep forgetting that on Friday. Those damn White Sox, they're so pesky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Washington with Johnny Lester, uh, minus the 140 on the run line. I'd like the one and a half against Miami. Miami Lopez, not a bad pitcher, doing really, really well. Lester, you know, he's on his last legs, but I still like his competitiveness. I look for him to go five, six innings and then uh, have uh, the, well, the bullpens are more important than ever now. Yes. So hopefully the bullpen can get the job done. The Washington Nationals, uh, plus 122 right yeah, now. Yeah. But I like them on the run line. On the road, I like it. All right. And Schwarber hit, I think, a couple more bombs last How night. How about him? Schwarber's been on fire. How about him? Oh, my Lord. Good the same Lord. thing's going to happen with Trubisky. No, stop it. He's going to throw 48 touchdowns. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anything else, Mikey, or is that it? I think that That's about it does it. That's it for me, pal. I'll tell you what. The NBA, the NBA here's what – here. I'm going to tell everybody this. Sometimes the best picks you make are the ones I've said this since the odds couple started, I think, decades ago, but seems so fast. Three years ago. I almost took the Bucks money line the other night at minus 340. Mm. So stay away with the NBA. Yeah. My best, unless you can get a better price than that, because that would have set me back, and I've been having a pretty good week. So be careful, and remember, the bets you make, I don't make, are maybe sometimes the best bets you better believe it that's yep. well said thanks to our guy tyler aki for helping tyler, today and job. every week randy merkin great job thanks to luke pergandy omaha, and jim miller omaha randy. omaha randy that's right randy will be back next week mike you have a great weekend you too guys and, and uh, uh, happy wagering right oh baby come on let's get it done so long everybody see you next week folks this is the odds couple on espn 1000